you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Ghost Boys podcast. Landon, it is legal tampering day today. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Uh, I, I haven't secretly been uh, calling uh, agents or anything to uh, make sure, offers sure. under the table or anything, but uh, I am uh, getting my vaccine shot tomorrow, which is exciting for me. And I'm because of that, I am now able to roam free wherever I like uh, uh, after I get that shot and uh, see who would like my services. These these uh, these these are getting worse. Yes, they're as, getting worse as, worse as, as we the go. weeks are going on. I've noticed. So uh, prepare for, oh, prepare man. for the future because they're going to be awful. That's all right. So we are doing this as the legal tampering period has kicked off. It started at noon Eastern time on Monday. There's already big, been some big moves around the NFL. So if there's anything that happens during the show, we will try to update your li- the, the listeners. Uh, there's a very good chance by the time that you listen to this podcast or the show, uh, things will be a, a little outdated. So yeah, but we'll do our best. So let's go ahead and start landing with some news that the Cowboys had on Monday. Uh, backup offensive tackle Cam Irving got a two-year, ten million dollar deal from the Carolina Panthers, and frankly, that's surprising considering he played less than three hundred snaps last year. He was fine when he played. Uh, he did get injured. Is is that money surprising to you? Yeah, I mean, I think the money is surprising. I mean, I I think, and honestly, I mean, if you want to go through it, I, I thought his play last year was surprising. I mean, I thought that he played better than I expected. Uh, mm-hmm. at different points and, and I didn't have high expectations for him because I had seen him play elsewhere in other spots but I think that he actually when he was healthy and was able to get in uh, he, he played him he played very well I mean, I mean again against expectations uh, and I sure, think for sure, you yeah. know with the offensive line st- state of the offensive line the way it is in the NFL uh, I think anybody that is looking for offensive line is going to pay for even you know just average at best offensive line play so uh, I I I am surprised by the number. I guess I'm not surprised that there was interest in him um, simply because, you know, there is a, a level of desperation, I think, for, for quality or <laughs> inequality of, uh, of offensive linemen who have, who have started and played snaps in the NFL. I'm surprised that it happened this quickly, though, right? Yeah. Like, this is one of the first deals announced, like, of a player switching teams, uh, which tells me there was a lot of interest in Cam Irving. And... The fact that the cap has gone down, Landon, and he still gets $5 million a year, uh, that's that's a pretty good sign. And for the Cowboys, this is actually pretty good news. Like, we had some interest, obviously, in the Cowboys bringing back Cam Irving, but I think both you and I would agree, not at that price, right? Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't expect for his market to be quite like that. I, I did expect there to be some interest. I didn't think he was going to be forced to sign with the Cowboys because there was no one else there, but I certainly didn't expect there to be enough of a bidding war for him to be getting yep. you know a, a 10 yep. million dollar deal over two years like that's that's a lot more money than i expected yeah and while 
Absolutely, and I think the Cowboys would have liked to have him back, but with Tyron Smith coming back, Lyle Collins coming back, you still have Brandon Knight and Terrence Steele, you're okay, I think, allowing him to leave. And again, it's very early in free agency, but this is good news from the compensatory formula, right? Like, we know that the Cowboys value comp picks. They've had the second most since 2010. Getting a guy like Irving, who, you know, maybe we didn't expect to get this money to potentially... Uh, you know, give you back a fifth round or a sixth round pick. Uh, that's got to be absolutely great news to, to Stephen Jones and Will McClay, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that anybody thought that he was going to be getting starter money necessarily in the market, yeah. but I mean, that, that money is clearly indicating that uh, it, maybe he's not a starter at tackle, but maybe they're slotting him in at one of the guard spots that, cause that's not, you know, like swing money. I don't think, I think that, no, that, no, no. that, that indicates that he's going to play. So yeah, I, I think the Cowboys <laughs> thinking that they would either sign Irving for a low deal or he would walk somewhere and, and basically just not play a part in the comp formula. Uh, I think this was absolutely surprising. Yes. And, and suddenly now the Cowboys have a little bit more on that side of the ledger to kind of counterbalance any signings uh, that they, other signings that they may make. Yes. At, that's exactly what it is. Uh, another player that could be leaving in free agency, Landon, is Andy Dalton. According to Josine Anderson, uh, Dalton has gotten a lot of you know offers from other teams and some pretty big offers as you know maybe a quarterback in a competition or maybe a mentor to a young quarterback. Do you ultimately expect Andy Dalton to leave in free agency? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I just think that you know the market, with especially the quarterback market, there's so much volatility right now, right there. Uh, and eventually, you know, that, that carousel is going to stop moving uh, and somebody that didn't get one of the, the draft picks, uh, somebody who didn't get one of the uh, free agent quarterbacks that is maybe one of the, the top names there, uh, whoever's there, I, they're going to be interested in Andy Dalton as well. I don't know that he's necessarily a guy that I mean, I, I think if you're looking, if you would have normally been looking for Fitzpatrick in this year's free agent market, mm-hmm. you're probably looking at Andy Dalton right now. I mean, he's probably kind of that next guy that is like a guy that, you know, you could bring in, you would wouldn't be uh, a total waste just having him start a couple games if you have a young quarterback who you want to develop or uh, a guy that you're just not ready to throw out to the wolves yet. Uh, he's a good mentor type who could come in and give you some snaps uh, and then just kind of work from there. Uh, and then uh, I think, you know, at, at, at the worst situation, uh, he could always come back. I think this is his fallback plan, right? He could always come back to yeah, Dallas where yeah. he's got home and take a deal. But I just imagine that there's going to be a lot more opportunity for someone like Andy Dalton uh, in this kind of volatile quarterback carousel year. Do you think Andy Dalton's value has risen since this time last year? Because I don't believe he signed until, what was it, was it May last year? Like, it was into the summer, I remember, where he signed. He finally signed his deal. Uh, he did start, uh, you know, a, a healthy amount of games here in 2020, but I don't know if his value should have gone up. Do you think so? I, you know, I, I think I think if anything, it, it it didn't like prove that he's anything more than anybody thought he was. But I think he's what exactly it did, what he is. Yeah, yeah. But I think what it did do is that he proved that he still can be that at least. You know, I mean, I I, I think that there was probably when he left Cincinnati, there was some question as to how much he even still had left of what of what Andy Dalton tank he had left, you know? And I think he sure. could still be, uh, you know, I think Fitzpatrick is kind of a good comparison. Maybe not uh, a guy who could be a catalyst the way that Fitzpatrick has been on certain teams, uh, you know, the reason that he's gotten that kind of Fitz magic moniker. But I, I do think for a guy that, you know, that is you, a guy who's not going to get you beat, 
you know, he's not going to be the reason that you win or lose games, which, you know, is that's appealing when you're talking about a backup quarterback sure, uh, or a guy that's shepherding a young quarterback. I, I think that, you know, that opportunity in, in a better market this year and a better, you know, not less COVID situation where you can actually probably go and take some trips or something like to, to, to some of these teams and visit with these people, or at least the, the process is just at least, you know, a little bit more locked down than it was last year. Uh, I, I think it might, pr- might promote a better uh, chance for Andy Dalton to kind of go around and, and, and look for a job and get, uh, get a better improvement for his situation. My problem with Andy Dalton is we're getting into the stage of his career where, I mean, he's always been one of these quarterbacks that's never going to elevate the talent around him. But as he gets older and a little bit less mobile and the arm gets a little weaker, I'm starting to wonder if he is a quarterback that's not going to get you beat because there was times last year where the protection was good and he was just missing throws. And it's not to say that he's a bad quarterback. I think he's he's a good backup. But at the end of the day, he's still a backup quarterback. I don't think he's a top 25 starting quarterback in the league. And to me, there's not a huge difference between quarterback 26 and 45. So why are we paying that much money for that kind of caliber of player? The fan base. I'll tell you, that's the yeah. answer probably. It's because, you, yeah. honest to God, you're probably signing this guy to make the fan base think that uh, uh, you know, you're know you not just tanking the season with a, a young quarterback or something. I mean, honestly, if you're trying to tank the season, maybe you sign a guy like Andy Dalton because at least <laughs> – uh, I mean, I, I hate to be like that. but No, no, no but know, he's functional enough to get the ball to your weapons. It's just never going to be good enough to win games. Exactly, and 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 it gives you something to point to, like to be like, look, we're not we're not tanking. We got <laughs> a guy in here who we think can win some sure, ball games, sure. and, and he's not. You know, it's not like getting the worst quarterback in the league who's never played and, and starting him at quarterback. It's it looks a little bit less suspicious than that. Yeah, and I think he helps you get through practices, and I yeah. think he's a good leader and well liked in the locker room. It's just. That's probably a player at this stage of his career that I'm just not willing to pay. I'd rather take a shot on a younger quarterback with maybe a little bit more upside, maybe a Mitch Trubisky or a Jacoby Brissett, somebody like that, because we know what Andy Dalton is. And as he gets further on in his career, it's it's just only going to get worse and worse. Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and make sure you use that promo code Locked On. Landon, let's go ahead and transition to what we think the Cowboys may do. Again, we are recording this uh, during the start of free agency, so there's a lot of things going on. But what do you anticipate the Cowboys doing here over the next couple weeks? Well, I, I anticipate them doing a, a lot of nothing early, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and just kind of waiting to see what's going on uh, 
you know, to, to see exactly what the market plays out. I mean, this market is so bizarro because of everything that's going on. Uh, I would not be surprised just if they just – I mean, they do this normally anyways, but they just kind of sat back and saw how things sorted themselves out. They're, they were never going to be really big players on some of the top names of free agency anyways. So I imagine that a lot of what people are predicting for this free agent market it will probably come true where there's going to be some early signings. We've already started to see a couple of these with Johnny Smith and some of these names that we thought that would get signed early, uh, signing big deals. I think we'll start to see those. And then eventually we're going to see a little bit of a dying down period. And then, you know, uh, that's when you'll start to really get into the nitty gritty of, of like, you know, who's who of, of the middle class of the NFL mm-hmm. and see exactly where these these uh, markets are for these each individual uh, position group. Because I think that's that's the other thing, too, is that it's really going to be interesting to see how each group gets squeezed differently by the, the lowered cap. So for the Cowboys, obviously, we talked about the names, the positions that, that, that they're interested in defensive tackle safety the cornerback i wouldn't be surprised if linebacker was at least something that they kicked around just to see uh maybe an offensive tackle maybe uh you know maybe a wide receiver just to kind of fill in the back end of the roster but likely you know that stuff is going to wait until the draft so i uh, look for the cowboys to see if any of these guys are in markets that are a little bit too crowded and if uh, guys that are you know pretty decent names uh, don't start getting the nibbles and, and the from the fish the free agent <laughs> the team fish uh, in the pond because uh, the guys that are going to be left out in the cold the guys that get signed uh, that aren't being signed early that kind of are are you know going to lose the game of musical chairs at their position yeah those yeah. are the guys that we kind of want to approach and be like hey. Uh, we'd love to have you maybe on a one to two year deal. It's a prove it deal. There's going to be a lot of prove it deals this year. So there's going to be opportunity for the Cowboys to approach someone with pretty decent talent on the defensive side of the ball and say, hey, things didn't kind of play out the way you wanted to in this market. Why don't you come to us? We'll get, put you in a good position to, to uh, showcase your talent. Short deal. And then next year, when the when the when the the TV deals start getting yep. announced, the yep. the free market the the cap will start going back up. You can cash in big time, and, and then we'll get a great delicious comp pick for you whenever you sign for someone else. I'll, I'll tell you when you're talking like that. There's just one guy that comes to mind, and actually, it's a former cowboy, right? I think I'm really interested to see what like Chidabe Wuzier's market is, you know, because this is a corner who has been pretty good. I mean, he's not been great, but good as a starter over the last four years. Uh, he does have 42 starts under his name. But because he missed time last year, and because he's not one of the top, what, six or seven cornerbacks on the market, and he's a number two corner, I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the players that gets squeezed in this market. And he might be one that comes on a two or three million dollar deal, one year deal, and tries to to you know boost up his value this offseason. So basically what I'm gonna ask you, Landon, is if a Wuzier is willing to take like a one-year, $3 million deal, is that something you're interested in? Because I think that's something the Cowboys might be interested in. Yeah, I mean, I think I would be because that number is really appetizing and, and, and it doesn't preclude you uh, at 2 or $3 million to still drafting a cornerback high yes. or, or yes. getting another starter to start over him. So you're not committing anything to a, a Wuzier for that price. You're, you're basically wouldn't, just committing wouldn't, 
And say, wouldn't Awuzier be like the perfect bridge to like, let's say they draft Caleb Farley at number 10, right? Yeah. Farley's been off of football for a year. He's pretty inexperienced. That way you don't have to force him on the field day one, week one. Uh, like that would be the perfect gap signing to me. And again, it would not be surprising if that's something that's out there for the Cowboys. And you can you can flip the name. There's a bunch of other yeah. corners that are in the same kind of range. But I think that's the type of contract and the caliber of, uh, of player the Cowboys are going to be looking for in free agency. Yeah, and again, it doesn't preclude you from doing anything. He's not your your pen, pen, you know, written and pen starter. He's a guy that if he has to be your starter, great. If he, if you find someone better to replace him, even better. Uh, but he's not the kind of it's not the kind of situation that is uh, you know you paid a lot of money you, you're gonna uh, avoid other cornerbacks because this guy's gotten all this money no he's a, he's a backstop and he's he's a pretty yes. decent backstop you know so uh, yeah I, I totally agree I think it's it, it would li- it will likely be that kind of signing I would love for them to maybe you know spend a little bit more and try to get like a better than average you know corner but I don't know. I'm certainly not upset with that kind of thinking where uh, let's get a guy who we know what the floor is here. We uh, we can pay him not uh, not a ton of money, so it, it keeps our options open. Uh, and then, you know, let's see what the rest of free agency and or the draft provides for us. All right. Uh, I'm going to give you a, a question here, and I want your prediction. What is the most money per year the Cowboys are going to spend on a single free agent? Does it go over $8 million a year? <laughs> Eight million was the number that I had in my head. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think I think eight million probably is is you know, right around what they're looking to spend on uh, a starting re- defensive player. That's yeah. you could say that and let's probably just, cover your track, right? Yeah. Pro- I, and I would say the, the spots really are probably safety and defensive tackle because they obviously have holes there, and the draft isn't necessarily deep at those two positions. Yep, I agree. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what names come available. There are some pretty good safeties. There's some guys that we really like at defensive tackle. I'm going to keep bringing up Dalvin Tomlinson. Please don't sign by the time this podcast is posted. Please, please, please. Uh, but that's the one guy that I'm, I'm really interested in. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. And now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is Apple Almond Crisp against German Chocolate Cake. Go to BuiltBar.com or go to Built underscore bar on twitter and remember to use the promo code locked on 20 to get 20 percent off your next order that is locked on 20 to get 20 percent off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar out there uh Lane, it is another mock draft monday here in the locked on cowboys podcast and we've got a new name at number 10 that I'm really, really excited to talk about, <laughs> and that is Alabama wide receiver Jalen Waddle in a recent Pro Football Focus mock. Uh, first and foremost, shocking to see them draft a receiver at number ten. However, I don't think it's shocking the name here in Jalen Waddle because if you're going to add a wide receiver to this, you know, this roster, I think Waddle is the type of player they are missing. What would your thoughts be if the Cowboys selected Jalen Waddle at number ten? Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I think if you added Waddle in, in for Gallup, uh, I mean, obviously we don't we don't in this scenario we don't really know exactly what 
what happens to Gallup at that point. But I would assume um, that they just they have him for a year and they let him hit free agency in twenty twenty two and pick up an incredible wide receiver core this year. Uh, yeah, I, why I, not? I agree. I, I, I'm not. I'm, why not? Indeed, I, I, I think that Waddle is is exactly. You're exactly right. He's the type of player that this offense is missing. Uh, he he has the kind of Tyree Kill esque uh, ability <laughs> to uh, to accelerate and 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 destroy angles when he has the ball in his hand. Um, I think he uh, is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, game breaker in, in this in this you know wide receiver class, and that's saying something because the two other people. That are in this wide receiver class had two of the best seasons uh, any college wide receivers ever had, you know, the, sure. in the last two years. Sure. So uh, yeah, I think you know it fits a lot a lot of the reasons. It's a different type of wide receiver than the Cowboys currently have. Obviously, the Gallup situation is going to be had to be figured out next year when because his contract's coming up, and this would obviously be an incredible replacement there. Um, I certainly am not going to be upset about it. You know, he's an incredible player. Like I said, he, he fits really well. Uh, it would make a little bit less sense if it was someone like Jamar Chase, even though Jamar Chase, again, yes, is yes, exactly. incredible, incredible wide He's a better receiver. receiver. He's but a better he's, receiver. He's, he's a lot of like the guys that you have. So uh, having Waddle, who's completely different, brings a different mm-hmm. element to your, your team immediately and not just like an upgrade over one of the other guys who does something similar. He actually does something different. Uh, I think that's that's valuable, and I think that's something that that would be uh, would be really entertaining if the Cowboys did do that. All right, so I'm not going to ask you which is a better prospect because I think we both know the answer. But who would be a better fit for the Cowboys' offense, Kyle Pitts or Jalen Waddle? Mm. Well, Pitts Pitts will fit anybody. I mean, that's true. He'll fit any offense. But it, the one thing the Cowboys don't have is just game breaking speed. A guy that can take. Yeah. A slant route, eighty yards to the house. I think, I think Waddle is a better prospect than Henry Ruggs, who we saw go at twelve last year. I just think he's way more dynamic in the open field. And actually, there's some videos on YouTube of him uh, beating Henry Ruggs in a, a forty-yard dash. So they're both incredibly fast. But this guy has more juice, juice and acceleration, and the start, start and stop that you want from like the Tyreek Hill type of player. I, I gotta uh, admit, Landon, like in 2022, if you're a wide receiver, Cora is Amari Cooper, the, you know, the technician and the route runner, CeeDee Lamb, the dynamic slot receiver who can make plays down the seam, and then Jalen Waddell, who can just, you know, score an 80 yard touchdown on any touch. It's, it's awfully hard to say no to that. I know they've got needs everywhere else. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, making strength stronger certainly isn't a terrible thing. And again, like I, I think you clearly have a, a, a blueprint for what you're trying to do here. You're trying to make your offense, you know, score unstoppable and scoring a whole bunch yeah, of points sure. and make the defense to such that they just are slowing down the other team's offense so they can't score as many points. Adding Waddle to this is I mean, it's just gonna supercharge the formula even further. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, no, especially again, all. like if if we're talking about something that can add an element to the offense, not just increasing the talent uh, uh, at, at at an element that you already have, and sure, and, and I even sure. think that you Kyle Pitts falls into this category too. Even though you you like what you have in Jarwin, you like what you have in Schultz, nothing about either one of those two players should preclude you from drafting Kyle Pitts. So, all right, so l- let like me that. ask you this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> If there's, I think one of the reasons why so many people are against it now 
is because they see all the holes on defense. But again, free agency is just starting, and the Cowboys roster is going to look much different by the time we get to the draft. So if there's two moves out there that would make you feel incredibly comfortable to draft Waddle or Pitts at number 10, what are those moves in free agency? Is it going out and getting, you know, a, a reliable free safety and a defensive tackle like a Dalvin Tomlinson? Is it getting a starting level cornerback like a Richard Sherman who you can know can play from day one? What are the moves out there that the Cowboys would need to accomplish here in the next couple of weeks to make that Waddle pick possible? Well, I think, you know, you and I had talked about this on Twitter uh, about Kyle Pitts. And I think it's a similar answer, right? You, you definitely need a starting level cornerback. Because you, you can get that at the 10th pick, uh, but but you if you're not going to get it at the 10th pick, then you need to f- insulate yourself to make sure that you have the ability that you need at that position in order to just function next year. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean, you know, like – uh, that you are set on taking a cornerback at 10 if you don't take Waddle or uh, uh, or Pitts. But, Pitts. but I think that yep. you, you have to figure out that situation in order to kind of truly draft cleanly. Because otherwise, I think you are scrambling at 44 to make sure that you're drafting a cornerback. Because if you don't draft a cornerback yes. at 44, you're probably not getting a guy that can come in and start, right? So I, I would agree so I, I think really that's the one position that's got to get resolved because defensive tackle, like you're not getting a defensive tackle at 10 anyway. So that's kind of just out of the equation, to be honest. Right. You should yes. you should try to fill that position in free agency. Uh, but I don't think that that necessarily is like a requirement in order to draft cleanly at 10 because it just doesn't affect you at 10. So to me, I, I feel like the, the one prerequisite to being able to draft completely cleanly at 10 and, and, and just best player available would be you, you need to find a, a starter level at cornerback simply because, you know, not you, that you're going to take that guy at 10, but so that you don't have to be forced into taking him at 44 if you take a Pitts or a Waddle. At- I would agree. So if we can see if we see the Cowboys make a big move at cornerback in the next couple of days in free agency, maybe they bring in a Malik Hooker at free safety to at least give you somebody who can yep. play that position, and maybe they grab let's say a reliable third defensive end. Okay, now you draft the playmaker at ten, and then you have the rest of the draft to figure out the defense, right? You can spend pick forty-four on another corner, or you can spend the next three picks on your defensive line. You'll have all those picks available to work on the defense. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities, Landon. I do think Kyle Pitts is more likely than a Jalen Waddle, uh, yeah. but it is it is something that's really really intriguing because the Cowboys do need speed, and Jalen Waddle certainly has that. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.